Missy Elliott. Don't think we've opened the door yet, have we now? <laughs> I don't think we have, but here we are. But here we are, aren't we? What's up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of Granny's Peach Tea, episode 132, for those who are counting. Yep, opening up a market by Missy Elliott. As if you've seen Gen V episode 4, you pretty much could have an idea where we got that little inspiration from. Um, yeah, thanks for joining us on this Monday evening. If you join us on Facebook or YouTube or X, never forget the X, uh, Instagram, or if you talk to all your podcasts, we always appreciate the support. Hey, good to be here, guys. Uh, always, always love and listen to 90s hip hop on Monday night. Uh, I, I want to wish everyone a ha- happy Colombo Day. Uh, I, you know, one more thing, Ed. Just, just one more thing. You murdered your wife, didn't you? I got no evidence. Shit. <laughs> Yeah, I'll be on the show, man. <laughs> Sorry, that's what Colombo Day is all about. You want to see my eye? <laughs> oh man, I did not see that one coming. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting all day to do that bit. Man. <laughs> I just needed someone to someone to listen to me do it. <laughs> Um, well, how, how did you spend your, your, your day off then? Uh, well, my, my wife and my son were out for the, uh, the weekend. So they came back today. So like I picked them up from the airport. Um, okay. my son is screaming in the next room right now. He doesn't want to go to sleep. Uh, <laughs> but, but it gave me, you know, I, I was able to, to get some, some action figure buying. Look at this beauty right here. Oh, Nice. Okay, that's Vincent D'Onofrio, Hawkeye okay. Kingpin. Um, but yeah, play a little video games, uh, playing some Red Dead. I watched everything I needed for this show, and I caught up for Double O Deep Dive. Uh, we are we are diving into some ancillary like uh, <laughs> James Bond esque movies. We're actually doing the the late nineties Sean Connery movie, The Avengers. Oh my god! Wow, you were you're. you're... You're reaching there for a little bit. <laughs> no, not actually, uh, well, the, what we did after the, uh, after the last one, which was The Rock, we had said mm-hmm. that we're just going to kind of explore uh, shows that were based on 60s spy stuff. Because ah, it, okay. Yeah, all right. So it was that. Never mind. I take but, that back, <laughs> But this movie wanted, I mean, I'm, not, I'm just saying it wants to be a James Bond movie so badly. Okay. I gotta admit, when that movie uh, came out, I was upset with it because I wanted like the Avengers. I, I get that, <laughs> but I gotta tell you, when that movie came out, I was excited because I watched this show. <laughs> I I do recall something like that. I do recall you having like an affinity for that movie. I yeah, well, the movie's garbage. Okay. I mean, but it's it's lovable garbage. I like lots of garbage, um, but the show itself, like, I actually watched the movie and I watched three episodes of the show because I that's how committed i am to the deep dive nice okay um yeah we got some we gotta we gotta discuss some stuff off the uh off the air anyway because uh we, we had a brief discussion yesterday regarding trauma stuff i look it's 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 in the ether it's possible anything is possible but what show would it land on that's the big question though i maybe it could be a, a cross show thing you know, okay. it could be like like our when when the the CW had the Flash and Arrow and they all came together. <laughs> you know, like the, the Farachi can do one on uh, that makes sense for Entourage. 
we could we definitely could do Toxic Avenger, one of them on, on this show. How many of them were there? I think there were three or four. Yeah, right. I remember there was right? yeah, there was a cartoon. Yeah, that was which 80s cartoons for those uh, who may be too young to to remember that. Uh got really it, bizarre it, when you look back on it. Do you can you believe that we were children during a time where yeah, the Toxic Avenger got its own children's IP. The Toxic Avenger was like a it was like a step away from pornography. It's so graphic. Um yep. The, the the police academy movies with the rampant gay homophobia jokes that had a, co- a cartoon, um, like Rambo, RoboCop, yeah, RoboCop. I'll buy that for a dollar. RoboCop had a fucking cartoon. I do love. I did love the action figure. Well, I also saw RoboCop at a completely inappropriate age, and just whatever. I didn't. I didn't kill anybody, so I think it was okay. But it had like oh. the uh, the cap gun thing in the back of it. I That's thought it cool. was so cool. Yeah. That's super cool. Yeah. Uh, and and I'm I'm gonna say I'm throwing ghost the real Ghostbusters on that list of shit that had no business yes. being a cartoon. Especially the first because I think people forget what the first movie really was because it got yeah. spun into this like family comedy thing somehow, some way. It, I think it's the cartoon. The cartoon made it like it left an imprint on children's brains to the point where they forgot that this was not a children's. Pr- this was not an IP. This was not a franchise. This was not. Oh, let's bring our children to Ghostbusters. This was like it, like like a screwball comedy, which was very well written about ghosts. Yeah, I still I love the first one. It's the, great. The second one I've always disliked, and that that's a long story. And I think I maybe was too hard on it. I, I probably should revisit it as an adult and see if I, I did that. Because I literally walked out on it. That's one of the rare movies I actually have walked out on in my entire life. And I walked wow. out on it and went to, because I knew there was a Batman 89 starting, so I went and we'll go watch and went and watch that <laughs> You you made the right decision, my friend. <laughs> even if right, even if I was being too harsh, I still think that's that's not a bad pick. Yeah, no, you like I like that movie. It's fine. I, I'll take Batman eighty nine any day of the week. <laughs> yeah, I did that at the Crossbay. I, I recall specifically. Crossbay. Wow, yes. we're going back now. Oh, uh-huh. we're having we're having some nostalgia. Queen's nostalgia for those who might be unaware of what the hell we're talking about. Um, but yeah, I don't know. We're we're in time, but we'll we'll discuss that because of course there's a. Uh, there's a remake. I don't know. It's not a reboot. I, I think those terms got mif- got like morphed together at some point. And I think yeah. it's important to differentiate. Like remake is like you are starting over again. Like the original is beginning a new time. You know what I'm saying? Like you're starting a new timeline, right? You're not a, right. the, the originals didn't exist, right? Within the your yeah. universe. I think that's a yeah. fair way. Reboot is you're kickstarting a dormant franchise. And you're saying the other movies, or at least movie, happened. Yes. Right. Yeah. Fair, fair so enough. For, for instance, the Child's Play with Mark Hamill remake. Remake. Exactly. The Child's Play Cult of Chucky reboot. Which I did watch the season three premiere. Are you? Are you watching that? I. I'm not, but I need oh. to. I just. I need to. I. Um, I, I came home the other day, and Ridge was uh like watching the movie Cult of Chucky, which I adore. And I was just like, 
man and it ends it like because that that opens up for the the show right like they're connected um so i will admit and i i think we've discussed this at, at some yeah. point that the two straights of video the curse and cult of chucky are the ones i did not watch ah, okay and then i picked up chucky the series um and they do they fill you in where you need to be filled in through flashbacks okay. more cool. like previously on Apparently they flash back to these moves. Yeah, the um, it's it, it seems to be flawless with that. I uh, but so the whole my whole point is I love cult and I really do need to watch this move the this show because it's uh oh, it's connected. Why why Rick why do you have to do this? Oh, no man, no. that was the one that was the one that made me stop Whew. the franchise until the TV show. I was out. Whew. I was totally I, out. I was out at Bride because they killed John Ritter, and I just don't abide by that shit. That's fair. That is totally fair. Bride of Chucky had me on the fence, and then I watched Seed, and I actually was tapping out like during the movie. Like I, I think I had to sit down in like ten different settings to finish that movie because I was like, "This is yes. completely gone bonkers. Like even too crazy for me." It's it's lost its mind, but I do think you'd like Cult. I do want to watch those movies because I'm kind of curious to get the full story of, uh, is it like Nina? That's the character that's introduced and like how Andy comes back into the picture. Because Andy's in the TV show also. Awesome. He's in Cult. Yeah, no, I know. That's what I heard. So that's why I'm yeah. kind of curious. But yeah, they, they give you the ins and outs of like how these characters came back into the fold. Even the sister from Child's Play 2 is in the series oh, at one shit. point. Oh, yeah, no, I they took what happened to her. They touch base on like everything. It's it's because the original creator and and writer he's behind the TV series. Okay, so you know they they're like all and it's in. Brad Dorf, right? Yeah, no, no, he's all in. His daughter is the one who plays. Uh, I think it's Nina as the as the character. Oh shit! That has like no arms and legs or something like that. By the time the series starts, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah, it's, it's pretty. It's, it's I pretty gotta much. watch it to see that. And she also plays a young Charles Lee Ray in the series, in flashbacks. Wow! And with the, the makeup getting, and stuff, it's nuts. How she sounds exactly like him. That's I, I got. I got it. Where is it streaming again? I gotta check this out. It's streaming on Peacock, but it airs on Sci-Fi every Wednesday. Okay, I gotta see where I can find this. Yeah, I'll, I'm I'll sure see if I can find Peacock. Yeah, Peacock, and then Sci-Fi. I'm sure has an app and whatnot. Rick has always been a, a fan of. He's been a defender of Seed of Chucky. You know, because it's, I, it's hey, look. insanity. I mean, I get that's I've I don't think I've ever seen Seed because I told you I was out at Bride, uh, but like I'm all for I I love Cult because it's so insane. Like that was the that, one these with Red Man. should be insane. Oh and God, I, <laughs> yeah, Red Man is the one that's in Seed of Chucky, and I think that's why Rick is partial to. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Uh, plus, it's just it's it's so bonkers, and, and like his kid is bring comes into the series and stuff like that. And I guess at some point it was split off into two. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's it, it's it's crazy. You like the series though, but I told you, and, and there's there's a couple points during season two where I was like, I don't know if this show has gotten too crazy for me at this point. Like I'm like, what the hell am I watching right now? Um, I'm, yeah, and and you have a high threshold. I do. I think I do have a pretty. Yeah. High threshold for insanity, and and there's a couple of times yeah. where when the episode ended, I had to sit there for a second and think about it. 
that's that's how I knew that I needed to get through Legion because you tapped out with the insanity of that show, and I went, "All right, one of us has to sit through it." And you were right. <laughs> I like it. Was it gets nuts? So if if this almost made you tap out, I'm really interested. <laughs> it did, but I, I'm I, I'm back for season three and. It got it got off to a good start without going on. I know we're we we we're dipping into other areas here, but hey, hey there's look. no horror. There's no horror thing on Pop Culture Pro, so why not? We can that's we can right. Go ahead hey, maybe and get it mixed maybe into we the expand. Team. Sure. <laughs> who knows where it will be? Yeah, who knows? Uh the seed reminds Rick of Drop Dead Fred. I love that movie. I own it on Blu-ray. I, I might want to see Seed just to see if that if that holds up. All right, so I think that's the assignment. You should watch Dread the Drop Dead for you should watch both movies this week and then make a comparison. <laughs> I could definitely watch Drop Dead Fred. Let me see if I could find seeds somewhere. Uh my guess is probably on Peacock also. But the the okay. rights for Child's Play slash Chucky are all over the place. I think it's probably something similar to what happened to Friday the thirteenth. Right. The rights for that got crazy between the creator and the studios. Gotcha. And that, That's why that the show's not called Childs. Um, no, that was Universal. Oh, okay. New Line Cinema had the rights for Friday the 13th at one point. That's right. And then they just, you know, I don't know, they reverted because they didn't use them for a while and it, it's gotten wonky. So, uh, whatever. The, the latest rumor is that Blumhouse wants to reboot Friday the 13th and I'm all for it. I'm for that. And, and had yeah. you said anyone else wants to reboot Friday the 13th? I'd, I'd be like doing what I always do, getting fucking bitchy. Like, ah, oh, can't we give, some, give me something original? But Blumhouse, I they they have a knack for taking stuff and, and like doing something interesting and original with it, even if it's not good. Like I saw that god-awful Fantasy Island, but mm-hmm. I appreciate the balls on that movie. Okay. All right. I did not see that when I was going to, because Michael Pena is in it, right? Yes, he is. Yeah, that's probably was drawing me into that that idea, and then I just I don't know I didn't follow through on it. That that was the the last uh, movie Regin I saw before the pandemic. Wow, it was okay. for our anniversary. She wanted to see it because she likes Blumhouse uh-huh. and she loves horror, and we went. And I I was curious how the hell Fantasy Island was going to be horror. Um, it's not good. It's not good, it's not but good. see okay. it so, so so we can talk about it. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I feel like there is an idea. There's something between the people on Pop Culture Pros and all our hosts that we can totally have like a kick-ass Halloween special. We could. I think we should. And do something with movies, but I don't know. Between both of us, Jader, Jenny, yeah. you know, Rick comes and goes Tim. at times, Tim... There's there's plenty of us here who all love horror movies that we could have come up with something. Yeah, maybe we could do the horror movie draft, right? Don't, don't they do a Christmas movie draft? Yes, I was a part of it, and actually, that was one of the rare episodes that I was pretty drunk on after a while. So I was. Oh, nice. <laughs> so nice. yeah. Well, when you're not when you're not producing, you can do whatever the hell you want. Honestly, that's true. That's why you produce this show. It's rare that I am sober. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun though. Oh, all right. Well, by the way, yes, that's right. We have to talk about comic book stuff, but let's let's get into. Oh yeah, that. <laughs> we have no movie this week. When we have no movie, it's it's a breezy conversation. Yeah, exactly. And I always enjoy that. I mean, me, even me and Lisa, 
that abbreviated conversation on Empire One Six One, and it, it's it's fun. So, all right, uh, let's jump into it. Speaking of stuff with gore and things like that, we got Gen V Episode Four. Uh, let's throw up that spoiler ticker for those who may have not seen it, uh, because Jason Thursday nights are the place to be for comic book material apparently because Gen V and Loki drop Thursday nights yeah. now. That's so, right. That's right. I, I'm glad that they're finally, um, you know, syncing these things up to our needs for this show. We've right. been petitioning the networks for, you know, years that they're for over 130 or 40 episodes. And we're up to at this point. And yeah. finally they're listening. It's about freaking time. So, um, yeah, Jason, this was, uh, this was something this week, huh? This, this was something, uh, I'm going to say that overall, I like this, but, but I got some issues. All right. Okay. So, um, I, I figure with this, because I mean, plot, uh, there's like, we could go through the plot, but I think it'd be better to go through character wise, just because I think this is more of a character driven episode than it is a plot driven episode. Um, yeah, I would agree. There's also a, I mean, I don't know if you're uh, aware or not, but there's a major introduction for a pretty big character in the boys universe called Tech Knight. Who, right. Yeah, who is a parody of Batman slash Iron Man. So he's like right up your alley. Yes, and, and that actually, since since you brought him up, that was the, the biggest ding I have in this episode. Really? It's not, not his character. I actually think the character's very interesting of like, you know, like his superpower but like is it a superpower we don't know it's this heightened thing yeah so in the comic books right because i did some research into yes i did not read the boys and stuff which part of me kind of wants to because there's stuff i hear and read that says that the the comic is even worse than it, like more violent oh yeah than this so yeah walter's read some of them and he's told me about them yeah so this is the toned down version i guess of slightly of the boys um Tech Knight has no superpowers in the comic books, at least. So I, but they don't really say one way or the other whether this is a superpower or is it like the visual representation of what he's seeing or thinking right. at times. So I don't really know them. Yeah, the only way they tip their hand is at the end of the episode when Tech Knight is talking to uh, the dean. Yes. And he's like, uh, "Well, I'm going to pin it on you because you're. Ju I mean, you're just you're just a human. Mm -hmm. It's the only kind of like tip that. Well, is he human or is like is he? Is there a superpower here? Um, or or is he like, going? Or is he going Batman level? Where remember Amanda Waller classified Bruce Batman as a metahuman because he's that yes. insane. Yes, so I don't know. Maybe that's it. That yeah, I don't know. I hope they. I hope they make it very clear and disclose it. Though. I, I do too. Um, so yeah, so my, my biggest problem with the episode with Tech Knight was I think he's an awesome character. I wanted to see more of him, but I was watching, I'm sitting there watching going, I need to see him do something like badass by the end of this. Mm -hmm. And by the end of this, he's like very easily deflated because they have multiple shots of him fucking machines throughout the campus. And I thought that was just dumb. Like, dumb that he was doing that, or dumb that he was at least temporarily because I know the character is going to be on the boys season four, so okay. I don't know. Like, this isn't the end of him, it wasn't just like a one and done thing. 
Okay, but I, I, so, I mean, and I figured that because after I watched this, I had heard, like, this guy was supposed to be a Batman-type guy, so I did look it up to to make sure that I had uh, understood that correctly, and I figured he'd be back for something. I'm glad they're bringing him to the boys, but just, I, I think it was, I think it was stupid the way they had dispatch him in this episode. Like, A, yes, I think in character, even if you want to, okay, yes, he's got a brain tumor, okay. But then, like, you've got a brain tumor, and you know this brain tumor causes you to uncontrollably fuck machines. Fuck anything with a hole. Anything with a hole. Fuck the bagel. Yeah, that's right. I forgot he did fuck the bagel. (laughs) Um, By the way, that should be a clip right there. Oh, man, that's right. I forgot fuck the bagel. (laughs) God, he fucked the bagel. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. But, like, you know you're going on this woman's campus, which has cameras everywhere, like how do you how do you see and know and smell everything, but you don't see it coming that they're gonna get you on fucking video? I mean, even in character that doesn't make sense because if this guy is this twenty steps ahead chess player, then mm-hmm. I, I don't know he would have had a fucking plan for that. He would have at least had something to shut the cameras down while he did what he did. I, it just that did not make sense to me given what they gave to me in the character. And kind of by ending it like that, I felt it really deflated a super cool idea for a character before I got to see it do super cool things. Does that make sense? Okay, so you're saying that you would rather have seen him in, I was about to say in action. We did see him in action, right? Um, Yeah. In in more crime-fighting, badass action, because they also do mention at one point how he really beats the shit out of his witnesses like he really hurts right. people pretty bad right and then i think there was a missed opportunity with um what's it andre the the kid yes. who's going right like he like he has him there and he's interrogating him and he gets him to break in, in what i thought was a brilliant and tasteless way of like oh so uh your best friend caught you fucking his girl huh like because he smelled the her scent on his mouth which is so disgusting but very in character yeah so i really felt like okay so now this guy blew him off told him to fuck himself now we're gonna get to see like the dark tech knight but that never happens and instead of what happens is he gets deflated and even if we didn't see that even if that's coming later even if it's not this character i guess my big thing is i get they couldn't have him win over the dean because the dean is a main character but it needed to make more sense than just, hey, hey, I've got multiple shots of you fucking things. Like, I don't know. It just it felt too easy and and, and shuts the character down in a lot of ways. All right. Well, I'm going to I'm going to push back a little bit on this. I'm going to push back and not disagree with you on the fact that the character would have been more aware and planned ahead for that. But they all this is also the way. Remember, they shut down Homelander. For a bit, in this, I'm saying within this universe, they did shut down Homelander like this, and Homelander can probably fucking destroy Tech Knight like that. Yeah. So I don't know. But- I guess with the logic of of what we've seen in the first three seasons of the boys, that could add up. But I also, my, I personally can chalk it up to a level of arrogance that he has. Like he doesn't. He just was like, no one can touch me anyway. I'm a fucking legend here. And I may, maybe even he does refer to himself in that kind of a manner at one point. I, he, I'm pretty sure right? he does, yeah. Yeah, 
So maybe he just didn't give a. F- I mean, yeah, for lack of a better term, didn't yeah. give a fuck. <laughs> um, or also though, from the with the whole thing of his brain tumor and this, he had this uncontrollable urge to fuck anything with a hole. I don't know if he can stop himself. Because if you notice, they they lead up to that when he has a glass at one point and he's going around the rim and he sees another object. Like, there's three different objects before we get to that reveal at the end, which I knew was kind of coming because of reading up on a character who the hell he was. Um, mm-hmm. That that was there. Once I saw him starting fucking, like, grabbing objects with holes in it, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, how crazy is this going to get? And they played it more <laughs> it for like crazy. a comedy thing. No, it does. It does get crazy. I mean, he's got the hand dryer, the hand blower, yep. and all the other uh, shit. The bagel. My and... my favorite was the car. Like the yes, big, the car, like a, the SUV, like <laughs> it, it just straddling this thing. <laughs> so, I don't know. I I didn't mind. I I so I'm agreeing with you and trying to somehow explain it away with. Just to the, the arrogance and the fact that this is how they kind of shot down Homelander. Yeah, but I, I or at least I, temporarily a, shot down Homelander. On a but then like on a storytelling kind of kind of way, like we had seasons with Homelander before that to see him yeah. do a bunch of shit. Like I don't know if this happened, maybe two episodes in, I might feel different. I just feel like they they introduce this really interesting character and then get rid of him very quickly in a way that just felt fell flat to me okay that's fair yeah that's fair um but uh but having said that i liked everything else about the episode um i'm really shipping cricket and sam I yeah love those two together yeah i'm with you um, on that. because like he breaks her well they break out together uh the dean finds the tiny shoe and kind of knows what's going on uh they got this great moment where he goes, did you get a little bigger? And she goes, oh, I think I swallowed some of the eardrum. <laughs> and then there's so another disgusting. part where I think she has eardrum on her shoulder or something like that. Yes. And Sam says to wipe it off. Yep. Um, and I, I love like her telling him, yeah, I have to puke to get small. And he's like, I don't care. Like, I, I just, I love that moment they have, like, because she, her whole arc is she just wants someone to accept her for her. And, you know, yeah. So I ship them. Um, he then starts to have hallucinations, which I think is again goes to what I said last week about how I think this is their take on Legion because that happens with Legion too. He's got the Shadow King manifesting himself, and uh, and he you know sort of has all these different illusions talking to him, uh, and pretty much it's straight up. And it's th- and by the way, the voices are correct. They straight up tell him to go kill the doctors, the head of the the Woods facility. Mm-hmm. And he goes there, um, and we're all supposed to be able to feel bad for this doctor because his partner and his kid is there, except he's a – it's fucking Dr. Mengele. I'm sorry. You yeah. married Dr. Mengele. Kids shouldn't be hurt, but you married Dr. Mengele. Get the fuck out. I got no sympathy for you. <laughs> um, by the way, the kid should not be hurt. Not her fault. But um, Cricket's worried about him, so she goes and gets uh, the gang together pretty much, uh, and they, they come and they stop him. Um, you know, so I, I think that's that's kind of cool, right? Because then we see Cricket like beef up and become Giant Man to the Ant Man, which I was waiting for, honestly. And obviously, when she you see her instantly stuffing her face with spaghetti or whatever it was, you knew where that was going. And I was kind of waiting once we saw her superpower 
being that she has to puke to get small, I'm like, wow, she's going to fucking like go to a buffet or some shit like that one time and stuff herself up. Which also had very clever camera angles to to cover and make sure that so she was she was nude, but not, you know, nothing was like revealed or nothing like that. The clever camera angles with stuff always cracks me up for shows. And it's, it just made me laugh because on this show we've seen so much other shit that this was yeah. like, okay. You know what though? I don't. I don't need to see no, her get naked no, if she I doesn't don't. want to be naked. No, I don't. You know, um, but but yeah, but I, I agree with you. She did. It definitely did look like. I noticed that the other one angle looks like she's like they got it from the shoulder, and she's like you know you can yeah. It, yeah I get what you're saying. <laughs> um, I love that she kind of pins Sam down, and it's just like Shh, it's okay. I'm here. I'm here. I I thought that was really sweet. Yeah. Uh, it, in a way that these this show and the other show, you know, I mean, the one of this show, I mean, the boys, if, like this yeah. is the universe, doesn't usually get sweet. So I kind of liked it. Um, and then that leads us to the main girl, uh, Maria, right? Or Marie? Marie. Yep. Marie. I see. I got the names. That means I'm. Did I, I am proud of you. You are you are nailing <laughs> the names today. I am. Uh, so uh, Marie's whole thing is she is looking for cricket. She's pissed off at Andre for sending her there. They got a cool exchange. He's like, I needed to do something. And she went, you didn't do anything. (laughs) You said cricket to do it. Um, And then, uh, yeah, so she's looking for cricket. She goes to this telepath um, who pretty much roofies her when he gets close enough. Like a sleazy Professor X, but not in a wheelchair. Yeah, right, exactly. And, and by the way, if a co- most college boys would do this, like 99% of college college boys would do this, 100%. Mm-hmm. Um so he pretty much says, "Yeah, I'll help her. Come I'll help you come closer. I need a connection." Next thing you know, she's waking up half-dressed in his room with um J- Jordan banging on the door. Yes, what's, Jordan. What's was. the Yes. Okay. Um and that's what kind of brings her out of it. And he roofied her and was about to date rape her. But before Jordan could bang the door in, she explodes his penis. It blows up. There's penis blood everywhere. I did not want to see that. I could have lived the rest of my life without seeing that. Just so it's funny. That out there. It's funny because they... Rick had mentioned last week how he was like not dealing yes. with the gore and stuff like that. Yep. And I haven't heard him say one word about this. And he apparently specifically was talking about, I guess, with the boys and they're showing, you know, they're showing this dick play, if you want to call it whatever, uh, <sighs> is going on here. Um, they was it was I don't know it was fairly quick though. I'm gonna be honest. Like nope. they kind of went to nope. it and were like bang. It was and. You know, guy deserved it. <laughs> you could try to rape someone, you better be prepared for the consequences. I, I just didn't want to see it, is all I'm saying. <laughs> it's one of the tell me you didn't go, oh no. Oh no, no, of course you did, but I also kind of had a funny feeling that this was something like this was coming because yeah. once a number one, remember we talked about last week, it's the boys. We're talking about high school kids and stuff, and then knowing Mar- Marie's abilities, I'm like. Some weird yeah. shit's gonna happen with this blood rushing to the penis and stuff, and you're like, okay, some shit like some shit like this is gonna go down. And of course, they made it like some sleazy fucking dude who's gonna rape her, and that's how it goes down. 
and you hear him screaming, oh, you know, you put my dick, my dick, yeah. oh, you blow it up. Um, but I don't, I don't think that's the last we're going to see of him because we can, discuss oh, no, the, we can discuss the ending soon. But yeah, he's going to be out for revenge. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so then, uh, I, so I guess the other character thing I'll beat, I'll do, and then I'll let you take the ending, Ed. Uh, but the, the other character beat was um, Marie and Jordan hook up. Yeah, so that was so. I mean, that was basically the ending because it was so weird. Like, did you think something happened with your TV or something like that, or your streaming when the way this this episode ends? Um, because it kind of they're kinda... there. It goes black abruptly, and then it cuts to them in bed. And oh yes, they wake up the next yes. morning. Uh, I, honestly, like, so I didn't think something happened to my TV, but because again, that's a very that was a very Legion thing to do. Okay, right? Because uh, like pretty much Sam does something. Like they want to stop him. He's not having it, and he puts them somewhere. Now I don't know where. I don't know if it's where they want to be. If he reset the day, I don't know what the fuck he did. But but you're but the only reason I wasn't taken aback was because I've seen shit like that on Legion, like you know, halfway through it. So um but yeah, I what do you think happened? What do you think Sam did? I don't think it's Sam. I think it's the dude whose dick she blew up. Oh, you think it's that guy? Holy I shit. I think it's that guy because I think okay. I think that's part of I think part of the reason they had that they introduced him wasn't just to blow off his dick. I think it was to basically start setting up some sort of a, a villain for the season or something like that. Awesome. Okay. I can I mean, see that. You can see why he would be pretty upset. You can see that yep. he's powerful. And and now that you mention it, that cut, that disorienting cut is very similar to the disorienting cut from when she sits next to him and she wakes up in his bedroom. So, yep. yeah, you're right. I think you're right. That's what I'm thinking happened. I don't. I mean, this is a total guess because they kind of do a great job at leaving you hanging. And then there's that like sort of mid post credit scene where that's where we see Tech Knight pretty much banging everything. We see the footage from that, <laughs> which I thought was funny. And um, but I, yeah, I do think I do think it's. I didn't even I didn't block his name, but I don't know. We can call him Professor Dickless if we want. You know. Yeah. Turn right. Right. Out. I didn't clock his name at all. <laughs> no, but. I, yeah, there has to be another reason that they introduced the character. I don't think it was just for that. All right, that's that. I, I'm I'm all in for that. I didn't even think about that, but now that you mention it, and now that I think about it, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Now, who knows what lengths this dude is going to go to? Because you can imagine he's pretty damn angry, and he's got he's really got a lot of things for. He's going to want revenge, and if he's that powerful, I mean, there's no telling what the hell he can do to them. Right, that's true, and then that sets up a good, like, Sam versus someone equally as powerful at the end. You're right, yeah. mental was. So, yeah, that's a really, that's what I think we're going to be going forward. All right, awesome. I'm I'm still all in on the show. I'm really really enjoying this run. No, me too. I think it's really good. I think it's only six episodes, so uh, I think we only got oh, two shit. more left. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm kind of sad to hear that. I really was digging it. Yeah, now I just I do wonder if some of these storylines are gonna weave into the boys season four. Well, like some of I don't them, know if, some of them are gonna pop up. I don't know if you posted this 
or maybe it was Bear, or maybe it was just one of the groups I'm in, comic book-wise, but apparently in The Boys Season 3, there's an Easter egg to the character of Marie. Yeah, I posted that earlier. I was kind of shocked that was when you. I saw that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, like, they've been given some thought to this, so I would be surprised if, like, we don't see some of these characters cross over. Like, I, I'd be very surprised. Yeah, no, they're doing a great job shedding, setting up their shared universe here. Um, yeah, no, they're doing a tremendous job with that. And it's funny because they, they also do have um, one of the oh, – shit, I can't remember who the hell it was. One of the characters here was also referring to a blue-skinned woman who could who turned into a monster, which was obviously like a She-Hulk parody thing that was going on yeah. there too. They do drop in these things that are quick. With that, because even like in episode, in one of them, episodes one through three, they also talk about Zach Braff directing something that sounds like WandaVision as well. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're very much aware. And Voight, and Vought Plus is obviously Disney Plus. Of course. Yeah. No, no. It's, it's, it's such a perfect satire. Like this show needs to exist in the current like climate of just sort of what's on TV and what's in the movies, you know, because we need to poke fun at the big bear that takes all the money. Even though we do a show on it, we still need to poke fun at it. Of course. There's no, listen, you, you can enjoy both. Like, listen, the boys slash Gen V, if we want to say now is one of the, if you're into comic book stuff, it's one of the coolest things on there. Yes. You should be in of a certain age to watch this thing. You should be like yes. a kid and checking this out. Um, but it, it's so well done. It's so well written. It's so smart and everything like that. Yes, there's vulgar stuff. There's graphic stuff. But you have to see the genius in the writing and stuff that's going on there because there's a lot going on, you yeah. know, besides all that crap. If, you, if your only takeaway is violence, sex, and cursing, then you're not really paying attention. And, and I would say that this is a rare instance where I think th the violence, sex, and cursing are gratuitous but the gratuitousness has a purpose because it is to exemplify the gratuitous nature of what people in power really are like mm -hmm. the superheroes. And I think like, you know, yes, seeing someone's dick explode is gratuitous, but I think in the context of what they're doing to shine a light on the gratuity of the, you know, uh, of this particular genre, I think it's brilliant. Like the, this show, these two shows work, on so many levels, it's mind-blowing to me. Agreed. Absolutely agreed. And then also, the other one on Amazon is Invincible. Season 2 actually comes back next... I think it's late this month or early next month. Oh! Alright, cool. I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see where that goes. I remember liking that at the, by the end of it. Yeah, I know. You didn't. You weren't on board in the beginning, but they, they won you over as, as it went on. You know what it is? It's a, it's a cartoon, man. The cartoons are a hard, a hard sell. I know. It, it takes I, me, it has to be good, and I have to be forced to keep watching it before I get hooked. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, then that takes us also to our other show of the week Loki season two, episode one, which dropped on Thursday night at nine o'clock. Um, yes. Oh, wow. That's a, that's a pretty nice one, too, there. Wow. Jonathan made yeah, his right no, on it's, point. Yes, it is. It looks really good. I'm not sure if I want to open this one yet. I've had it for a while, but I'm like, let's let's see how that whole Jonathan Major stuff shakes out before I open this one. Could be a collector's item. Who the hell knows? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, all right. So 
Yeah, I mean, quick thing, Jason, I know Loki is one of your, Loki season one was one of your favorite uh, mm -hmm. MCU Disney Plus shows so far. For me, I did not dislike it, but I it was not one of my favorites. There were great points, I think. There were great moments, but overall, I just there were other shows I just enjoyed more. But season two, really fantastic episode. I mean, it, it drew me right in. I was like just about literally on the edge of my seat with this, and it wasn't like there was earth-shattering things that happened in this episode. It was just, it had a pace, and it had mm -hmm. a frantic thing that reminded me that Kang, his presence, felt more menacing in this than even in Quantumania. And he's not oh, even yeah. in the episode. He's not. Just his visage. Just like the, the statues. Yeah. So... Um. I, I have to say that this episode, and, and you 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 know me, this is a compliment. This episode felt like an episode of like a really good episode of Doctor Who to me. Like okay. the frenetic energy, the the menace thinks something's menacing, the the jumping through time and then all of that. Like I you know, the, the time parrot not the paradox, but the time it, consistency that we see from Loki in the past and uh, then you know, um, Owen Wilson in the present, like it, it felt like a Doctor Who to me, and I, I loved every minute of it. <laughs> there, there is, I loved, I really loved this episode. There is one thing that I'm gonna, I'll hold off on until we get to the scene, because it was arguably my favorite a scene of this entire episode. But there is a time travel thing that we can look back to Avengers Endgame and the way it's explained by the Hulk. Doesn't exactly jive. Okay. So well, I I also I think I also did say that I don't think that this show jives with what we've gotten previously because like they created a timeline that wasn't pruned and the whole like in Avengers Endgame and the whole thing of yeah, well, no, that was a timeline that was meant to be there. That if we knew it, like that, just never seemed right to me either. So, I think with this show, because of the multiverse nut stuff, you kind of just have to do this. I'm just saying that if you're going to establish time travel in the MCU, I agree. You know, that, that's what it is. But, in well, whatever. We'll, let, let's save we'll it for that because I think that was a discussion point there. Uh, Alex, I do see your two questions, but I'm going to hold off on those until we get to those scenes. So, because you do have some good questions here. All right. So, the what I was mentioning about how the show just feels like there's a evil looming cloud of Kang that is holding over this, it opens up right away. The first shot that we see is of a huge statue of Kang outside of the TVA. And I'm like, oh, we're we're back here again because Loki season one treated Kang as a, a huge menace. Quantum Media does at times, but I don't know, not not like this. This is Loki's terrified yeah. of, of, of Kang. And I think one of the I think one of the reasons that Quantum Menace was as poorly received as it was by the fan base was because they were expecting the menace that Loki season one set up for Kang yeah. and they didn't, we didn't get it. I, I mean, I personally liked it, but we didn't get what they set up. So I'm glad that we're back to that menace now. 
Yeah, because they they were we were all expecting Kang Prime essentially, just for lack of a better term, that was going to be in Quantum Mania, right? And we did not. We got a variant. We got one of his variants. So that that's kind of what I think it was. It was just maybe yeah, somewhat of a misunderstanding. But um, yeah, so that that's the kind of thing. And Loki, it picks up right when season one ended. Loki is like running through the TVA because at the end of season one, it you know Mobius. Didn't know, and Hunter didn't know where the who the hell he was. I didn't know where, and we didn't know what the hell happened. We thought maybe Kang reset the timeline or some shit like that, or some craziness was going on. But we do get an explanation in this episode where there's a so there's a chase going on here, and Kang, uh, I'm sorry, Loki is running away from the uh, from Mobius and the TVA, and we end up getting an Easter egg, by the way, for Moon Knight. So what that did is, we? though, we did, and I'll explain, by the way, because the directors of Moon Knight actually did this episode and are doing Loki season two, okay. so I wouldn't be shocked if we're getting some of that. But the Easter egg that was in there was during while Loki is evading the TVA and, and Mobius, he goes past uh, Casey, who's cleaning the floors at the time, and he's got something on his headphones, and it's that whole recording and thing that, that he's listening to in the oh, first shit. episode... <laughs> Of Moon Knight, like the the self relaxation thing and everything. I missed that completely. That's brilliant. Yeah, I thought that was that was pretty awesome. So, um, but Loki is doing something in this episode where he's what's called time slipping, and he's kind of like shuffling around and phasing out. And it, it's the way it's treated throughout the episode. I thought it's really funny because it's like. Everyone's talking about how it looks so painful, and then Loki's concerned of how it looks. He's like, "Yeah, it's really not that bad." And then Mobius at one point is like, "It looks like you're being born and murdered at the same time. It's horrifying. Please stop it. We have to get you fixed and everything like that." Uh, so that was pretty much the thing. He's doing this time skipping thing where he's jumping from the past and then in the present, and then when nobody knew who he was, Loki time slipped back into the past. That's why no one knew who the hell he was yeah. at the end of season one, which I thought was genius. I love that. I didn't see it coming. Um, I loved how they show us what, because you see um, the thing that crashes to the floor and cracks the floor, right? Is that, mm-hmm. that that's the car, right? That he crashes into. Yeah, that like hovercraft type car. Right, and then when he time slips to the future, he sees the crack and he goes, "Hey, bless you." He goes, um, "Hey." Was that always there? As long as I can remember. And he's like, oh, okay. And that's kind of how they clue us in and him in that he's time. It's a time travel thing. And I, I thought it was brilliant because it, it allows, it makes sense and allows him to jump back and forth to this like past where nobody knows him and they're hunting him and this present to kind of get information. Yeah. And he's doing, and he stays within the TVA during this whole time slipping thing. So we also get, there's a character named X5 that's introduced that pretty much tells Mobius that he needs to go because there's new judges because Renslayer's gone now. So there were some new judges that were brought into play, and they they have a lot of questions. They're like, why did everyone stop the pruning? The timeline is fucking branching like crazy. Like, this is against everything that the TVA was created for. And Mobius and, 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 um, and Hunter, they're going ahead and explaining to them what the hell's going on here. Like... You guys are, you know, saying we've been fed a bunch of lies. There's even one of the robots' heads from the sacred timekeepers that were there that was from season one at the end. It's a robot head, 
And Mobius is asking some good questions here, like, how do we explain this to these people? Are they ready for this to find that everything right. that we're all variants, everything we were told was a fucking load of shit, and we all had these lives and our fucking memories are being wiped and everything like that? Like, that's a lot to handle. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. There's a whole discussion about there's a back and forth with these judges about you know whether they should continue pruning these timelines or not, and there's questions also being raised of like. It's people that have families and lives and things like that there. You can't do that. At the same time, Loki time slips back into the past in that same room, and he sees on the wall a bunch, a whole gold, like, shrine to Kang, you know, or basically the one he knows is the one who remains. Yeah. And that's all to him, and they, they basically uncover, hey, he goes back into, he time slips back into the present, and he goes out and prunes the wall, and it uncovers what the hell he's been telling them, and that all these things are here. Now, there's also a good, interesting thing here. Oh, at the end, sorry, sorry. We'll we'll, we'll go ahead and do that uh, in a bit. This was the question I wanted to get to. So Alex is asking, you guys also think Kang was in a recording when Loki travels to the past? Absolutely. Yeah, that was him talking to Renslayer. They actually they they do explain that. And that's where, when he goes to the present, he also kind of, like, reiterates that, you know, that was the conversation where they kind of got this whole thing, kickstarted this whole thing. So, Which also indicates how a part of this she was, right? Because yeah. we, we, we knew she was a part of it last season, but I don't remember knowing that she was, like, had connection to Kang and discussion with Kang about stuff, you know? So it, it also shows her she's a bit more important in the this operation. Yeah, and definitely not the last of us in her. No. Um, so Mobius pretty much takes Loki to go ahead and to get himself straightened out. So he takes him to go, go to this place. That's when they have that conversation in the elevator about how the, the whole thing looks and everything, the time slipping. Which is hysterical because Mobius tells him previously it, it looks okay. It doesn't look that bad. Yeah. That bad. And Loki says, "Well, I thought you said it didn't look that bad. No, it looks terrible." <laughs> <laughs> That's he's like, "Oh, please, like, don't, like, I, I don't want to see this again. Like, please stop." <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Um, all right. So then we go ahead, and that, that's where we go ahead. And oh, sorry. By the way, Hunter B-15 is the character. I was trying to remember the number that was gone ahead and oh, okay. attached her. So. Um, so that's where we go ahead and we meet Ki-Hoi Kwan, who's playing a character, for short, Obi, yeah. who is Orboros. And we find out that – I actually thought this was really funny, and I think my favorite parts of this episode are Mobius and Loki together. Like, their chemistry oh, is yes. – they're, they're phenomenal they're great and they're in a lot together so obi goes ahead and he's talking to mobius and loki and explaining like they're looking for something they're like they're trying to explain to him the time slipping he says it's definitely can't happen in the tva meanwhile he's seeing it happen that's right there but loki time slips back to the past in the same area same place and sees a yo obi from the past and is talking to him at the same time so when he's saying he's never seen this before, then wait, he's like, I, I think I would have remembered this. And then he finds out, then you see him thinking to himself, 
oh yes, that's right. Wait, there was this one time, and he's actually remembering the thing he's concurrently seeing at the same exact time from Loki when he time slips into the past. It's very Bill and Ted, the way that this time travel works, too. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Like, the fact that the things that we do, the things that you do in the past affect the future in real time, right? Like, I think that's hysterical. Yeah. Um, where he, we, we watch him have the, like, uh, Obi have the conversation, and then we see, like, its repercussions in the future. I think it's, it's a brilliant way to do it. Yeah, and also Obi says that he, Mobius, he hasn't seen Mobius in 400 years. That was the last time that he was there. And you can tell Mobius has no fucking idea what he's talking about, which also reiterates how many times his memory has been erased from this, and he's trying to play it off. And Loki's having pretty much fun with this whole thing, just watching back and forth like, you are so full of shit right now. We both know that you've never been here before. Or you think you haven't been here before, but you actually have been here before. Jason's having some uh, troubles here. Jason might be time slipping a little bit right now with this uh, with the internet he's dealing with. Um, so the yeah, so that that pretty much goes back and forth. But that was also my oh, there's two Jasons. Jason time slipped, and Jason's yeah, I, I did. I time slipped. Sorry, I I it, what happened was I wound up on the episode one of Grannies, and I was trying to talk about Loki. And, you know, hell, you, Anthony, Tony was there. It was crazy. I had no idea what I was talking about. <laughs> you interrupted the four-hour episode? That... Actually, if you go back now, it's five hours. Because uh, I got to ah. talking. They got to talking. You know, you, you and I always have a good time together, right? Yeah, exactly. So I can see that show <laughs> probably might still be going on. Uh, wait, I think, yeah, I do remember that now. That's right. That was that time that, yeah, okay. Oh, I remember that when I popped in, so I did the second meet, they talking about a show that didn't happen yet. Exactly, and I was fascinated. I'm like, where the hell did you get these credentials from, damn it? <laughs> um, yeah, so I was just getting to the point of how the, the time was, you know, time travel was working in this episode. <clears throat> but it also goes in the face of what Professor Hulk says in Avengers Endgame, where it's like, you go into the past and that's your current. There is no... This basically none of this happens is what Hulk keeps on saying in Avengers Endgame, which is why this isn't happening to the Avengers during that whole thing. So I actually I think they do set themselves up with a very easy explanation because they do very specifically say time works differently in inside of the uh the bureau. TVA. The TVA, and I think that's that's what it's gonna like. It, this can only happen in the TBA, and there you go. Because it's not even supposed to happen here, but somehow it did. Like, I, I don't think it's a great explanation, but I think that's kind of going to be the hand wavy explanation we get if we get anything. That's fine, and I'll I will I will go ahead and say that that's fine. I I can I can buy that then. If that's what they say in the TBA, that's how time travel works. Then, then so be it. But it is a really fun ep uh, scene that happens there. But then there's also uh, a thing that happens at the end of it where Obi pretty much goes ahead as to build a temporal extractor that he builds in the past and that he has it in the future then suddenly. But apparently what he has to do, I'm sure I had to go ahead and write this down. 
they go ahead and they have to take that, okay, and pretty much have to remove Loki from all time and space, everywhere, from the entire timeline, everywhere, and then he has to prune himself. And then yeah. that, and that's what it is. So Mobius has to go into this suit, which has a crack in it that Obi duct tapes on it very easily. <laughs> that I thought was hilarious because he doesn't seem very concerned about this at all. But he is very not. concerned about Mobius having his skin melted off. Yes, and and there is a great like exchange where he tells Mobius, oh, "Your skin might melt off," and he goes, "But it's much worse what Loki has to do." And then when Mobius finds out, like, because Loki's like, yeah, it's much worse than I have to do. He's like, no, it's not. Your skin's not going to melt off. <laughs> <laughs> so we have this whole thing where Loki goes in and he has to go ahead and, and prune himself. He's waiting. He has this device that's going to turn green and is going to let him know when that's supposed to happen while Mobius is doing his thing. He's got to go ahead and get this, the, uh, the temporal loom is what he has to bring the temporal extractor to. And there's also a scene, by the way, I want to ask, get your thoughts on this. They open up through this door that a lot of people are saying was a nod to the X-Men because the way Cerebro opens up in that is the same exact way. I could see that. So I thought that was interesting because now Marvel and the MCU is really starting to kick into high gear their X-Men stuff. Now the X-Men exist. Yes, for sure. So um, I thought that that was pretty good. And when that's when that's all happening, Loki is in the pa Loki is in another part. We don't really know exactly where. He gets the green light, but then he hears this phone ringing, and he's drawn to this phone ringing. And then at, there's an elevator that's right by it, where Sylvie is seen popping out there, and she goes ahead and she's you know you know calls to Loki, but then he gets pruned. We don't see who prunes him, which is what you know. Went, went ahead and that's where Alex comes in and said, I think the person that prunes Loki is actually his future self. What do you think of this? Because if he doesn't prune himself, if he if Loki doesn't get pruned in that scene, pretty much all hell's going to break loose. So it could be, I don't know, is it Kang? Is it Victor Timely? Is it I don't know. Loki? I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I think it could be his future self. I think Al could be right. Uh, I think it could be Kang. I think we still haven't yet seen Victor Timely. We know he's kicking around because of uh, Quantum Mania, but um, yeah, I, I don't. I could be him. I have no idea. Um, I'm gonna say that it's got to be somebody who wants Loki to succeed. He need this this mission that he's on by Obi has to happen. So it's the question is a a Kang variant probably wouldn't want him to succeed. Yeah. Right? That's a good point. So I don't know. I think that might rule that right, rule that out. Um hmm. is that Unless, some, unless somehow his success it keeps the keeps him from pruning the rest of the uh, the timelines, then a Kang variant would definitely want that to happen. Okay, this is a tough one. All right, so Alex is going with Loki, a future Loki himself. Um, 
I don't know. If you had to take a pick, what do you? Uh, you know what? Just because I don't think it's Mojo this time, uh, I think I'm gonna. Put, I think I'm gonna say it's it's. I think it's gonna be. I think it's Victor Timely. That's who I think it's gonna be. It's gonna be the whoever Victor Timely winds up to be. Maybe that is the the one who remains, right? Maybe he prunes him because it's he's gonna be trying to put the timelines, you know, the pruning back. I don't know, but that having no information and just guessing, that's what I'm gonna say. All right. Well, I'm gonna specifically rule out the one who remains. Well, because I think that that Kang variant is dead. Sylvie killed him. So yeah, that's that's true. Uh, I mean, I just don't know who Victor Timely is. Well, Victor Timely is the the Kang variant that we've seen in the past that has the glasses and stuff like that that we've seen in the no. So I know who he was. Like I'm, I know who he was in the trailer. I'm just saying, like. He's a Kang variant. I don't know which one. So I was just saying he could be any one of them. And even if it was somehow one that was, you know, wanted them not to prune it, they, maybe that was the... I'm just covering my bases. I'm placing the spread. I am going to say it was a Mobius. Oh, interesting. Wow. That's where I'm going to go. I'm going to go with a Mobius. Not obviously the one that was on the mission right there. I will say... There was another variation of a variant of Mobius. I oh, think maybe it's future Mobius. It's possibly. Yeah. Um, so that pretty much just cuts to a scene where we see the judges taking a lot of the TVA and they are going to hunt down Sylvie. Like that's pretty much who they're after. Because the way they see it, none of it, be that as it may, with all these facts that are going on with with Kang and the one who remains and everything else, they start to complete their mission. So they're like, yep. we have to go after Sylvie no matter what. Um, and that brings us to the post credit scene where it is Sylvie in 1982 in a branch timeline who walks into a McDonald's yep. and she's looking around, taking everything in and she goes to the counter and she's kind of says like, Hey, I don't want anything living. No rabbits, no nothing. The lizards yeah. and shit like that. <laughs> you know, I just want something that's preferably dead. And he offers the brand new chicken McNuggets. Chicken that McNuggets. Are there, which I think is great. But then she, I think it's very interesting though, because she looks around. She sees a couple together embracing each other, a bunch of friends and things like that. And these are things she's never had. She was mm. raised in a post-apocalyptic, you know, a, a bunch of post-apocalyptic things because she was been bouncing around to these things. That's right. Existing in these in these things. So this is all brand new to her. And that's where the episode ends. That kind of just concludes right there. Yeah, she orders everything. Oh, yeah. On the menu. So, yeah she's like, I want everything. <laughs> because yeah. she's never had any of this. Exactly. And that's that just puts I wanted to make sure you didn't forget that because that really hits home the point you were making. Like she's literally looking at these relationships going, I want everything. It's not just the food, it's everything yeah. in this world, you know? Yeah. So you can get an, get an idea of what Sylvie is looking for, like what's her motivation at this at this time, you know. The way she's seen it, you know, she killed the devil, who Loki mentions that that's who you know, she looked at the one who remains as when she murdered him. Yeah. And she thinks she's kind of one at this point and not really taking the whole a bunch of my variants are going to come free now thing that entirely seriously. At least that, that that's what the impression that I got. 
Um, another scene I wanted to mention that I thought was pretty funny is when Mobius, when Loki is explaining to Mobius what happened at the end of last season, that whole scene at the end of time with Sylvie, mm. and Sylvie kicked him through a time door, and he was yeah. like, oh, well. <laughs> So I guess she won. It was a draw. Kick so, each other simultaneously through time doors. Is that exactly how this happened? And Loki just won't give in to the fact that he got bested by another Loki. It's so yeah, no, it's so good, and it also like it goes to show what you were saying before how the best parts of this are Loki and Mobius together because Mobius just loves giving him shit. Like <laughs> it's like oh, so so you kicked each other through the door? Is that what happened? Like, it's so funny. <laughs> yeah, their dynamic is is, is pretty awesome. Um, and then one other quick comment before we wrap up. Uh, yeah, I was saying just seeing Kang's statue haunts me. I yeah. can't wait for Victor Timely. I think we're going to get Victor Timely in episode two. I think we get him this week. I think that's when that starts kicking in. Yeah, I agree. There, there, there's no reason for them to wait till the end. They, they telegraphed he was going to be on this, you know, the show this season. So, you know, there was no place for him in the first episode, but I'm sure that he'll be in the second. Yeah, so I also, I mean, we'll see how it goes. I don't think there's going to be any kind of addressing of anything with this. I think it seems like the way Disney and Marvel Studios is hoping for the best with this whole Jonathan Major situation, you know, the real life. Yeah. Because uh, we haven't heard anything in forever now, like, about this. But I don't know. Yeah, it's, so who knows? No, you never know. I mean, obviously they have a lot riding on him. And I still think if, you know, he is found guilty, we find that he, he did these things. My guess is they recast and they keep it moving because I'm sure this has all been planned down and written around Kang and you can't shift the yeah, now. Not, not at this point of the game. It's if you're too invested. Yeah, because you've already seen some of the frustration with the MCU post-Endgame has been a lack of clear-cut direction. And to shift gears now out of the multiverse saga would be bonkers. Especially it would, you've labeled it the multiverse saga on top of that. Yeah. Yeah, it would be disastrous because it just it would lose more fans. Yeah. Which I think once they start getting a clear cut aspect of you know direction, I think a lot of people will become more on board with this whole, you know, with, with the next thing. I think they would just they probably would say, you know, something, maybe we should have just hit the ground running with that immediately right you know, going forward but um one quick thing though of, of mcu news that i saw drop earlier that apparently the director of fantastic four has said that the casting is done wow okay we just don't know it yet all right that's i want to know i want to know i just want to know one i don't care about the other four. Oh, you care you know you do Care, but not to the extent I care about the fifth one. <laughs> oh, of course, no, of course. I mean, listen, that, that's going to be man. That, that's that's going right. to be something. Let's say this: I care, but if I had the opportunity right now to know the four members, four actors playing the Fantastic Four, or the one actor playing Victor Von Doom, I would choose to know Victor Von Doom's one over the four of the the team. Of course you would, and I, I can't say that I'm not totally <laughs> against this thing. Either it's no surprise, of course you would. No, absolutely. I mean, come on now. It's like asking, do you want to know who's going to be the the Batman in the in the new DCU over like the rest of the entire thing? 
It's true. That is very, that's, that's an, a very, very apt analogy. <laughs> All right. Well, that does it for us this week. Thanks for joining us as always. Uh, if you joined us on the Facebook live stream, be sure to check out Granny's PhD's Facebook group. Uh, there's a bunch of stories and things of that nature that pop up on there and trailers and stuff. So you go to us and check us out there. That doesn't make the show. Because uh, as we learned early on, when Jason just went ahead and uh, time slipped into, that doesn't work. Shows too damn long. <laughs> so we, we learned that early on. Uh, if you're joining us on YouTube, subscribe to Pop Culture Pros. If you're joining us on X, you can subscribe to Pop Culture Pros. And uh, Instagram and wherever you found your audio-only podcast. Subscribe to Pop Culture Pros. Check out all the cool stuff that's on the network. Jason, you got a new episode of Double O Deep Dive dropping soon? Uh, we do, yeah. We just finished up uh, Wednesday. We just finished up The Rock. We analyzed. So, you know, if anyone's interested, if The Rock is a backdoor James Bond movie, go check it out on the website. But next Wednesday, not tomorrow, but not this week, but next Wednesday, we are doing uh, the... Sean Connery, Ray Fiennes, Uma Thurman, cult classic, The Avengers. So, very excited. Good. And you go ahead and, and check that out. because the James Bond adventures. Are you guys should do James Bond Jr. while you're at it. I, you know what? I, I, if, if that was a movie, I would. But it's a cartoon. <laughs> There's no way I would expect you to do that. You got <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought about it. I did think about it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Um, all right, and we will be back next week. We'll be talking about uh, episode two of Loki, episode five of Gen V, and also the final episodes of Doom Patrol. Yes, begin this upcoming week. It'll be a sad, bittersweet ending for this because Jason and I really enjoy Doom Patrol. So yeah, we we shall see how they they wrap up and do they stick the landing with their last handful of episodes. Come and weep with us. Come and grieve with us. Come and sit shiva with us for this great show. <laughs> and we'll see you next week. Peace. Later.